Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are three friends who love to laugh and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. Well, welcome everyone, listeners. Hi, Rachel. We're so glad you're here with us today. It's really fun. I'm glad to be here with you. We are excited to have you. Will you just tell us a little bit about you? Well, I'm a mom of three, technically five, if you consider um, the two babies that I miscarried. And between my first and second child, I have one girl who is um, Emma. She's 13. And I have a son, Eli, who is nine, and a daughter, Eva, who is six. Okay, how did you decide to do them all ease? Like... Is that oh. is there a story with that, or was it just like, let's go with it, or tell us? <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't know with our first child what we were having. So um, we had some names picked out, and my husband really liked Madison, but he already had a cousin named Madison, and that's fine, but I wanted something a little different. And so I thought of Emma, and... We went with Emma Madison. Okay. So. And then Eli, um, my cousin actually had a dream that I had a boy. And we did find out later, after she had told me this, that we were having a boy. And so um, she had also said that his name was Eli. And so my, I had asked my husband what he thought of the name, and he really liked it. So we... Um, went with that as an idea, but hadn't specifically weren't solid on it because when, um, Emma was going to be born, we had a girl and boy name picked out, but like I said, we didn't know what we were having. So we, um, yeah, we just, we didn't know. And she could have been Patrick if she was a boy. So it was the toss-up then between, is his name going to be Patrick or would it be Eli and that kind of thing. And my husband still liked Patrick. So he was born April 13th and um, of 2010, and he ended up being like a day old before my husband actually decided what his name was. <laughs> I'm like, we have to name this baby. <laughs> So I didn't want to keep calling it baby A or baby. I guess it wouldn't be baby A, but yeah. Right, right. (laughs) So then did you say, okay, let's do an E name also for Eva or did you just like Eva? Like, so with that, then everybody was like, oh, you're having a third baby. And we were very surprised, but pleasantly surprised. And I can never wait to tell people. It's really hard to wait until the safe zone of like 12 weeks or whatever. And, um, so a lot of times I call my dad because he's always like the first one to be super excited about it. And, um, so we were thinking about that. What would we name this baby? And would we find out like we did with Eli or not? And we decided to keep it a surprise. I just kind of felt Like the Holy Spirit was saying, let me surprise you. And so I was really hoping that Emma could have a sister because I knew how special it is to have a sister. And I'm sure it's special for brothers to have a guy to powwow with or whatever. But I just, I've always heard it's super special for sisters to have a sister. Anyway, um, the E name, everybody kept saying, well, you got to have an E name. You got to have an E name. And I was like... (laughs) I was determined. Nope. This baby is going to have a completely different name with no E's because everybody thinks we have to have an E. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, yeah, then my cousin again had another dream randomly. Same one, same cousin. And she was like, this baby was a girl and the name was Eva. And my husband and I have a hard time coming up with names that we both like. Mm-hmm. So that can be hard. Some people don't have that issue, but we have a hard time figuring out wh- what names we like. And yeah, he was, he really liked that. So we went with Eva <laughs> Jewel. <laughs> uh, you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Eli, we went with Eli Patrick. Okay. 
There so you go. we still kept Patrick. So you got all your names in yeah. that you yeah. kind of liked. That's really cool. All right. Well, interrupted. Continue telling us about yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I've been homeschooling our children for about nine years. I think this year was the ninth year. And for many years, we just took that one year at a time. And um, we just, it was a desire on my heart at first. Um, it wasn't a desire for my husband for me to homeschool. And it was about a half a year before she would have gone to kindergarten that we were like needing to make that decision. And he was like, no, <laughs> definitely not. And so we had pre-registered her for kindergarten, went through the, I don't know, whatever you call that. Mm-hmm. Orientation or yeah, something. Mm-hmm. all the stuff. And it was literally like a month before she would have went to school. I had to call the bus garage and everybody to state that she wasn't going to be going anymore. Because my fu- my husband, about a month before, um, he when people would ask us, so have you decided yet? And I had just been praying like the whole time, like, okay, Lord, if this is something and a, desi- a desire that you've put on my heart, then you'll have to change his heart because I can't do this mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're not together on it. And so, yeah, he, um, he just said that I think we're going to take it year at a time and she's just going to do it one year and see how it goes and maybe we'll do it again another year or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we started out that way and, um, and that was to go to public school or to stay home. Yes, to stay home. Oh, okay. So he was saying, actually, we are going to keep her home and then yeah. see how it goes. Yep. And people, because people were wondering too, like, would she, would Emma go to River Valley? Because I went to River Valley from ninth grade until Which I graduated. Which is like a private Christian school. Yep. And um, before that, I was homeschooled for uh, a year, half of, the last half of eighth grade and the first half of ninth grade. And before that, I went to um, the public school. So, um, where was I? (laughs) Just, yeah, how the Lord changed his heart. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. That. So, so what, like, yeah, what did he say? Or did I miss that? He had just said that we could do it a year at a time when people were, oh, and yeah, there, people were wondering, would we send her to the private school that I graduated right. from, or would we send her to the public school? Yes. Because that's where he went and, and graduated. Did he, did he give a reason why he changed his mind? Like why he decided that you could do a year at a time? I don't think or so. Or do you feel I like it remember. was just the Lord? Like I really felt like it was the prayers. Lord mm-hmm. that just totally changed his heart and gave him peace about me trying it, at least. Even yeah. if he didn't really think it was like the greatest decision Mm -hmm. or the Mm -hmm. decision for us. Um, He saw that I still, I think he saw that I still honored him by taking her to the orientation and doing all the stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So now nine years later, is it still a year at a time or is that different So just this year, um, unless something like the Lord were to change our hearts again, um, yeah, just this year, it's started to become a, we think this is going to be for, till they all graduate. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where that leads. That's <laughs> cool. And your oldest is how old? Say it again. 13. Yeah. Wow. She likes to remind us that she'll be driving soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember looking forward to driving. <laughs> Did you, Wendy? Mm-mm. You were not as much like that, right? Yeah. I didn't, I don't even remember like being excited about it or uh-huh. like, yeah, I don't remember thinking about it much. Yeah. I used to drive like around the driveway and my <laughs> parents and always be begging to like drive. And we had a barn out back of our house and I would say, dad, can I drive around the driveway? Well, one time I uh, went, drove down. I don't remember if I was allowed to drive out behind the barn or not, but one time I did. I took a little extra liberty. And <laughs> when I was trying to turn around out there, I got the... It was a big old station wagon (laughs) and I got the car, like the station wagon stuck, like the back of it stuck, like on a log. So it was like one of those, be sure your site will find you out moments, you know? 
and I had to like <laughs> run back and be like, dad, the car is stuck. Oh and I was so like embarrassed <laughs> that I had taken a little extra whatever, but I was looking forward to driving. Anyway, this interview is not about me, <laughs> but I love hearing yeah, about your life. <laughs> I'm also, you know, the oldest. So maybe, maybe Emma and I have some things in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And I'm also the oldest of five. Um, so yeah. And we lived on a farm and my parents are still on that same dairy farm today. And so... That's that part of my life. Yeah. Tell us about just what does your life look like now? Like, what do you like to do? What's, what brings you joy? What would you say you're passionate about? Well, um, within the last year, I said to my mom, I said, I finally figured out what I want to do when I grow up. (laughs) I'm 34 years. Well, yes. Am I 33? My husband just turned 34. <laughs> We're six months apart. Um, but yeah, I said I would like to become an herbalist. So I don't know what that will look like if I'll ever do anything like that or not. But I enjoy um, making tea with herbs and that we've grown or even from the store. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just getting tea and bags and drinking tea. It's a lot of fun and yummy. Mm-hmm. So would that be the definition of a, like, what would, what does an herbalist do? Like, is it that pretty much or? I think it's a little more in depth. Okay. Just, you know, health wise, um, finding ailments that you may have with your physical health and using herbs to help you medically. Mm. I think. That's cool. <laughs> that is very cool. So mm-hmm. I love um, finding, trying to get back to some of the old ways of what they used for thousands of years mm-hmm. and see if, you know, we can use that for our body, if it would be a little more healing. Um, I'm learning um, a little bit that some of that seems to take more time and it just seems to not work as quickly mm-hmm. um, as modern day medication can Um, but it has less side effects too. So depending on what the ailment is, I think it could be really beneficial for the body. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes me think in a lot of things, I feel like our day and age, like I can look at maybe how things would have been done, you know, in the good old days, like we'd say or whatever. And I feel like we live in such a fast paced, like, society and people all have a lot going on and Mm -hmm. I think especially because of the internet like we expect things quickly and to be done quickly and all those things and but yet some of those things like gardening and using herbs and like that kind of thing you're right it is slow like it's slower Mm -hmm. and it's more like relaxed and I think that that's good but how do we like how do we balance doing some of those like slower things in such a fast paced world. Do you struggle with that ever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, I know, I mean, I, you do, you do things that are like you garden and you can and yeah, those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you keep that all straight? Well, I have to say no to a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess just trying to find what, what's right for myself in this season of life and it's always changing Mm -hmm. um just like my house (laughs) I had borrowed a book from delight the cozy minimalist right Mm -hmm. so good but yeah I'm still changing my house like because of different seasons so just like that um different seasons of life like may look different and gardening can look different every year um we're always reevaluating that um my husband and I this year we said too that next year um lord willing we'd like to not have so much (laughs) to take care of because it was a lot last year um I think sometimes we tend to get excited about planting and then 
plant so much and then we're like what did we do <laughs> and yet what at this the point you have to weed yeah. it and then harvest right. it <laughs> right right yeah and like it's wonderful like in the same respect we're really excited and thankful that the lord has with all the produce and things um which we can give away and things like that but yeah it's still time Right. To give away, like mm-hmm. time to prepare that and time to take it there and things like that. So, um, yeah, just trying to figure out what what season of life you're in. And that can change in a, even a day. <laughs> Someone yeah. could get sick and you may not be able to do any of it. And you may have to be like, hey, just come to our gardens and get whatever you want mm-hmm. because we can't do it right now. And so just always looking to the future and that too and knowing that, yeah, life is, it's not, it's not always what we think it's going to be. And we can plan per se, but God is ultimately sovereign and in control and to try to just go day by day, um, And whatever he has for us is what he continues to reveal to me with anything that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, we hope to, like, with the gardens and stuff, do a little bit of each item this year. And maybe move my herbs to boxes so they're not taking over the garden. Mm -hmm. And not quite so much. And we um, realized that it was super fun drying herbs and things. But I'm now seeing this year for the first time because I hadn't done it before how much celery stalks I really need or how much mint I'm really going to use and maybe Mm -hmm. don't need that much or celery tops I dried a ton of celery tops because I was like oh zero waste you know like Mm -hmm. it'd be so good to not waste this stuff right but it's like okay I only need so many celery tops and my husband in the midst of it even to be honest I wanted this beautiful picture of like, oh, you know, we can do all this stuff and look how much we can dry. And then it's like, no, because in the midst of it, it's tiring. And if we're all working together, it's tiring Mm -hmm. (laughs) even still. And recognizing that all this time is maybe not even worth some of the little amount that we're going to dry and even use. Right. That it may actually be more beneficial to buy it in bulk or something and do it that way rather than do ourselves and try to Mm -hmm. look at that too. Mm -hmm. So it's not bad to do it that way either, I don't think. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it is important to be reflecting and reevaluating things in your life. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like, what do you think that's going to look like exactly? Like, how are you going to cut down this year, but still have a garden and still dry some herbs or just smaller amounts, I think. Yeah. Of things. And how, yeah. Like, how do you figure out how, like and how if, much smaller or <laughs> if, well, I guess smaller amounts and I hope that we can keep that. Like I say that and I continue to learn to be careful what I say. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, hoping that I can keep that word of like really being intentional right and we could if we ran out of what we decided was enough then we could purchase more yes instead of killing ourselves of trying to do as much as we think we're gonna need and then right and then maybe the next year you'll you'll have a better number of if you keep track of it I don't know Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the idea of it all. Like I don't see myself doing all of that because it's just not me, but I would love to have a little garden and I have done a little garden before, like back before I was married and lived in my parents' house. But yeah, but I love it. Like I love the idea of just going outside and getting your vegetables that you're mm-hmm. going to cook for dinner that night. Like that Something. sounds amazing. Something else my husband and I have said, too, that we could see happening in the near future with people in general is going back to bartering. Maybe your gift is something other than having large amounts of gardening. Say Mm -hmm. it's local honey. I'm just throwing that out there. Right. You know, and 
maybe gardening is something our family really thrives on. And so maybe we could switch, you know, like barter with each other for what you have wanting, what you have time for and what your, yeah, your thing, your Mm -hmm. gift is. Yeah. I could teach your kids music lessons and then you could give me some fruits and vegetables or vegetables. (laughs) There you go. That'd be cool. See? Mm. I love that. I think that we, we're all so independent now like I don't I think somehow Mm -hmm. we've lost a lot of that Mm -hmm. just in America at Mm -hmm. least you know and I think it used to be a lot more like that where people did help each other kind of and Mm -hmm. well I'll do this and you do this Mm -hmm. and all that but like it's like now we have this thing and I don't know why but we want to do everything ourselves like we want we want to do it all and we can't, you know, or and we so. think we should have to. And the Lord had highlighted to me years ago in Proverbs 31, I was going through a study with Aunt Joyce and, um, yeah, the, I think it's verse 15 where she had help. Mm. She had provided portions for her maidservants and I was like, oh my gosh, she had help. Like, cause for years I was like. How did my grandma and my mom, like, how do they do all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And assuming that they did all the stuff that I'm trying to do or wanting to do and can't, I'm drowning some days, feeling mm-hmm. like I am, you know? And it was just like, she had help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, they, even the Amish still today, their parents or grandparents live with them, you know, mm-hmm. and help raise the family. And, and they all help each other, I think. Like, right. Someone yeah. needs a barn raise, they come do it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. How can we get back to that? I don't know. Like I think I think too, like we sometimes we don't put very much value into the things that we are good at. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we don't think that it like when we look at other people's gifts, it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, that's worth it. But I don't know, like, what can I bring right. to the table kind of thing? Like I don't think we I think it's easy to overlook our gifts. Because we're out, we're like seeing everybody else's gifts. You know? Sometimes also I think the things that we're good at is maybe easy for us. Right. So it doesn't seem like, like it's very valuable. Yeah. yeah. And so then we don't, we don't recognize it. I think that I noticed that even with like babysitting or that kind of thing, circling back to what you were saying before, Rachel, as far as like, we might, I feel like we don't, blah, blah. Like back in the day, I feel like it was a normal thing for like a teenage girl to go help a new mom, you know, mm-hmm. like, or where now I feel like new moms have a baby, they get home from the hospital and they're like feeling like they should be able to do it all mm-hmm. when, and they think, you know, well, my grandma, she did it all. Well, probably not. She probably had a 12 year old girl that came over and was mm-hmm. running to put the laundry in or bring her something or, you know, that kind of thing. Like that used to be a normal thing and now it's all like maybe just the 12 year old girls want to be on their phones or you know things like that the 12 year old girls are in school too well that too yeah Yeah, and I think it it was that way because partially because I've asked older women I love to learn from other people and so I've tried asking some of the older women different questions and one of them was like that like how did you know and there were younger girls to help Mm -hmm. and so even Emma has offered services as in not to be paid just to be to be there and to do it to help the Mm -hmm. mom and to learn you know like I think that's Mm -hmm. and a lot of people kind of shy away from the idea and probably because they're thinking that they have to do it all. Right. <laughs> or they well, should be able to. Send her over. <laughs> I'll take her. <laughs> August is like, Let find me. You want to drop her off, I will take her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perfect. There you go. They're writing up a contract. So, Wendy, you and I can uh, keep you'll talking. Have to, you'll have to make sure you keep track of the comments on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, Rachel, will you tell us a little bit about... Um, maybe your salvation story or when you, when and how you found the Lord. So I was about 12 years old and I was trying to 
think about it recently, like do the math and like what year it might have been. And I think it was in the 89, 1989, um, the summer, July, but I don't specifically remember the date. And maybe I even have it written somewhere in my safe on a certificate or what. I don't remember if Beaver Camp does that or not. Okay. But we were at um, Beaver Camp at a Christian summer camp. And that's what I remember being at a fireside and just feeling called to go forward and receive the um, the Lord into my heart and trust him with my life and trust him to save me so that's so you, that was you, one did you say 89 i think so 19 okay. so how old 89 i think i would have been 12 or 98 okay, 90. okay i was like, <laughs> like i don't know if you too <laughs> when you said you couldn't think yes. of the day i'm like Okay. So this <laughs> is one thing you remember that it was at <laughs> And this is one thing that I tend to do. I've said, maybe I am dyslexic. <laughs> I'm always telling my kids, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> we got to multiply. And they're like, mom, it says divide. <laughs> I say the opposite of what I mean. Go left. And I mean, go right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So you were about 12. young girl and yeah I mean how did that change your life or what did life look like after that and well it's to me I was super excited just felt love and was so looking forward to sharing it with my parents Mm. so I had gotten the vehicle after the presentation or whatever it is at the end Mm -hmm. of beaver camp week and um there wasn't a huge I tend to have high expectations but it Mm -hmm. didn't seem at the time that it was a huge excitement to my family and I was a little bummed you know I was just kind of like oh you know I thought it'd be like wow that's so great and so Mm. yeah I don't know it wasn't this huge big deal it didn't seem like at the time however years later when I had finally decided to join the church that I grew up in that was when it seemed like a huge deal to my parents and my family and so that was great but it was more so like I was doing it because that's what they were hoping for Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, I don't know, <laughs> that yeah. I was totally ready at that time. But I felt like it was a good time because I was graduating and my friends were doing it. So I didn't feel like I would be quite so alone feeling in it or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, so. Um, so are you still in that church now or so yeah. we are back at that church. We were out of that church for about seven years. And my husband um, was praying every Sunday morning where we should go to church for a little while. And it looked different every Sunday. And I was asking him, could you please just say like, the night before because some services are earlier some are later <laughs> so we could plan a little Can bit you pray here? on saturday <laughs> until sunday <laughs> and yeah why couldn't like, it be the week before why does that have to be the morning up <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's nope i'll tell you on sunday and i'm like you were really stretching me <laughs> but yeah just i guess the lord can work in mysterious ways of helping develop our character right for sure so um Yeah, just helping me to, in that season too, it was like helping me to trust God with my husband and helping me to trust my husband too and leading our family. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it can look scary when we don't feel like we're in control of it or wherever we're going and yeah. So 
Yeah, we're back in that church right now. And it's nice to be back with family. Um, our kids are always loving to be with cousins. And that was a big thing, too. They kept asking, are we going to go back? Are we going to go back? And I had kind of said, well, we shouldn't just go back just because our kids are saying, you know, I want to be with such and such. You know, we want to make sure that this is where we're supposed to be right now Mm -hmm. or forever or however that looks. And in my family, too, it tends to seem like if you're born in a church, that's where you stay. Um, You don't leave. Um, Yeah, so that can be hard, too, with that kind of stuff if, if you didn't stay. The fear of what people might think and Mm -hmm. to not fear those things too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At what point did you kind of learn that? Because obviously if you didn't, if you didn't stay, you had a season or quite a few years of not being there. So how did you get to the point where you were okay with not following in the same footsteps as everyone else or whatever? Mm Mm-hmm. I would just say the Lord helped me to have peace. Um, And he, through counsel and working through Freedom Ministries, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just helped me to, to not, worry so much about what they think or thought at the time but it's not something that I still don't struggle with right and and even on the way here I just kept I prayed that I would not fear what people think or yeah that I could just be whoever, whatever God wants me to be and look like or whatever that is. And that can be really hard because some days I felt really stuck being, I grew up Mennonite. Um, If I go one way, I may offend a group of people. Mm -hmm. And if I go another way, I may offend the other group of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to offend anybody but I can't ever I can't please everybody Mm -hmm. so at some point you probably someone will be offended maybe um and again to just I guess my prayer a lot of times is Lord give me a God-pleasing heart and spirit right and to remove the man-pleasing one Mm -hmm. so Yeah, I think it's that's a hard thing. <laughs> I think that we all struggle to with it at, to some extent, like of of knowing where that is. And then when you bring when you're married and you're bringing in like that relationship too, then <laughs> it's important what your husband thinks and what he what he wants to do and right. all those things. So right, um, you know you might want to do this for whatever reason, but maybe he wants to do that for another reason. And then you have to Mm -hmm. figure out with him, um, what that looks like. Yep. Will you tell us a little more about like your husband and how you met him? And just, it's fun to hear that kind of a story sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we met on the BOCES bus going to, (laughs) Um, he was going for culinary arts and I was going for um, business computer tech so um, yeah (laughs) I couldn't stand him for the longest time I guess because he would always pick on me and he would always say how short I was and he's only like five six so (laughs) 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 he's not that tall himself he was probably happy to have someone shorter than him to pick on (laughs) Uh right well one day I stood up to him which yeah (laughs) and I was I just looked him in the eyes and I said you know what you're not that tall yourself (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) and yeah he just looked at me like okay (laughs) But um, then my mom said I would come home from 
school different days crying that I couldn't stand that Brent <laughs> and um I don't remember that I honestly do not remember oh that Lord. part at all <laughs> but this is what he told me and this is what my mom tells me so <laughs> yeah um but I do remember one day specifically that he needed a seat like the whole bus was quite full and I guess I just felt bad or whatever and I was like okay you can sit with me but you have to get in the inside so I could still be like with my friends and talk or whatever because I like to chat oh my goodness <laughs> so he got on the inside and um I guess it was kind of history from there like we just Whoa. started talking and I don't know there was times I felt bad for his home life and things that he had gone through, but. And did you, were you pretty young when you got married then or? Yep. We were 19. Wow. Okay. Yep. That's fun. And I had Emma in September. My birthday's in July. So like two months after I turned 20. Very young. <laughs> I was, um, we were married for three months and then I was expecting Emma unexpectedly by us, but not of course with the Lord. Just, yeah. yeah. So. That's cool. It's like always fun to me because I wasn't, I was 23 when I got married, mm -hmm. but then of course having, not having a baby until I was 32. Like, so it's such a different, like. It's such a different story than mine. So it's always so intriguing to me. Like, okay, that's so interesting to be like starting out motherhood when to me, I'm like, I feel like I was practically a baby at that, you know, at 20 or whatever. But yeah, well, my husband had a five cool, year plan. <laughs> <laughs> he thought, well, first he said to me when we were in a relationship dating courtship that, um, we, he'd like to wait until he was 21. Well, he clearly didn't wait until he was 21 to get married. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had this five-year plan to have children. And the Lord said, nope, actually, you need a child three months after marriage. <laughs> Start out sooner. <laughs> so, and then the joke was we'd be married and be done with having children at five years of marriage. And he said, nope. <laughs> so we were really excited when Eva came along. And some days still people have asked us or asked me more so, I think, um, if we would have more children, if we wanted more children and all the questions, you know. And there's days that I wish that we hadn't made a permanent decision if if anything is completely permanent with the Lord you know but um my husband well I had a lot of um pregnancy issues like struggles physically and he had wanted to be done after our son um and take that part of our life and what he felt into control um and I just wasn't ready for that. And he honored that. And then after our third child, I had been on bed rest for the last six weeks and just in a lot of pain um, with pubis symphysis. It's a splitting of the pubic bone, which can be very, very painful. And I had to go for physical therapy. Just saying it sounds painful to me. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. And so, yeah. Just some mornings I didn't want him to leave because I had two kids to take care of. Right. And to, you know, yeah. so different people had come in and helped and it was a big blessing. Um, I think Delight might have even been one of them at the time. Really? I don't know. I don't even remember. I think so. Or at least sometime he would come to clean or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, after she was born, I consented to him doing a permanent the permanent procedure and um but there's times I do wish that we wouldn't have made that decision mm -hmm. partially because 
who am I to say how many children the Lord would bless us with, you know? But, yeah, (laughs) it's a decision we made, and you don't, you just try not to dwell on it now, you know? And we talked about maybe foster care, respite foster care, and I don't know what the Lord will do. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah, I think it's important when there's times where, you know, maybe there is some some regret like I think we can we can look and say like with the Lord there's not because he you know he redeems and he mm-hmm. um he uses us even if any any of that you know but mm-hmm. I think that we can we can look back and see that God is like he's still God and still faithful even when we wish maybe we would have made another decision or done something differently not everything is you can't change everything and you have to kind of keep going and let him work on the next thing you know and work on you Mm -hmm. through through that I think and his grace is sufficient yeah yep for sure in the past specifically I think two years God has really pressed on my heart to acknowledge him in all things. Mm. And one song I love, I can't, maybe you know the name of it or the group who sings. It might be Casting Crowns. song's name? Only Jesus by Casting Crowns? I have no idea. You would think I would know, but if it's a newer song on... Christian radio, yeah, I, I think might it's not know. Casting it. crowns, only Jesus. And it's just such a really good song and just really reminds me too. Like in everything, because I don't like to proclaim per se, hey, I have a YouTube channel or hey, I'm an Instagram. Like sometimes I'm like with siblings or maybe a close friend, I might say that jokingly and partially too because I want community, you know, like to be able to visit with people that are doing the same thing as me. Um, It just helps me to not feel alone Mm -hmm. in what I'm doing. And But ultimately, even with those, I hope, my hope is that I'm not portraying, look at me, look at me, that if I am at all, my hope is that it's just in a way to have community, Mm -hmm. to, hey, this is what we're doing today, or this is what we're gardening and growing, so that if there's other moms or women or Mm -hmm. young people or whatever doing that, then they have someone to relate to, I guess. Right. So it's so you said you have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So you just you just kind of document your day to day, like no, no. Nope. So um, what, what is it like? That's like, more on Instagram. Okay. Um, Instagram, I document more stuff frequently because it can be like small clips. I'm not. I'm not able to edit and things like that or haven't understood all of it and how and again too like with editing I don't want to completely cut out realness right and I want to be be able to be real and um I don't want to like Elizabeth has said in her podcast I don't have time to be fake like (laughs) I I don't want to be fake um and so yeah the YouTube channel has evolved over the years um I started years ago when Emma was I think like six or something and just had little clips here and there and a lot of them I actually have either set to private or deleted because seasons of life and I've gone through things um just thinking that okay is this what I want to portray about us or myself or yeah, should this even be on there? And there are some videos that are up now that I don't know if I should have 
on there at all or if I should just take them down public for a little while until I'm knowing whether or not they should still be in there or on there. Um, but I just share like what God's doing in my life, maybe what he's showing me while I'm, sometimes I'll have Emma, uh, video while I'm driving. Cause that tends to be my secret place mm-hmm. <laughs> that or in the bathroom. <laughs> so is when I feel like sometimes I have time to think yeah. and talk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So when you like, okay, so when you started or when you were kind of saying, okay, I want to like have a YouTube channel or be more purposeful about you, uh, about Instagram or whatever, (laughs) that felt like it was like a desire that God put in your heart kind of, or a desire that you, that you wanted to affect people or wanted, or did it kind of just start as wanting to have community like you're saying mm-hmm. mostly well it was community for one because there was I had watched other YouTube channels for a little while and was really encouraged by these Christian moms um, and had just really brought me through some times of discouragement and things and I was you know how people will say well, this year, this is my word for the year mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, one year, I felt like encouragement was my word. Um, not so much that I was going to be an encouragement to other people. I want to be an encouragement to others. Right. But others had encouraged me so much that I wanted to share whatever it was that the Lord would lay on my heart in hopes that it could encourage somebody else as well mm-hmm. through the struggles, ups and downs. So I was saying how I don't purposefully try to proclaim that, hey, I have a YouTube channel or hey, right. I have an Instagram because I want, like that song, only Jesus. If they don't remember me, but Jesus in me or through me. Hmm. That's what I hope. And so I get nervous actually to say, hey, I have a YouTube channel (laughs) or for people to know that I have these social media accounts. Um, We used to be on Facebook, um, but my husband thought that we shouldn't be on it. And he's still not a huge lover of social media per se, but... He's not against me being on these outlets because he knows what I share and I don't hide that from him or anything. And he knows that I try to respect him and the children when I post and yeah, take breaks, (laughs) social media breaks from it. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I continue to try to be intentional with because it can be easy to scroll (laughs) yeah yeah tell us a little bit about that like what what do you do do you have like certain days that you aren't on or how does that work for you like how do you keep it it is an easy thing to kind of mindlessly Mm -hmm. take up time (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're talking a lot about being intentional with your time and Mm -hmm. doing things that take time that aren't Mm -hmm. on the internet obviously um but how do you how do you keep that under control so just being intentional of making sure that I'm not on um, at certain times or whatnot. And sometimes that may look like, like right now, I've joined a minimalist or minimalism challenge with another young mama of six um, to purpose to lower screen time in many ways. Um, And for me, I've chosen to try to not be on social media of any kind um, until about 3.30 in the afternoon. Okay. And that's around 2 o'clock is our quiet time that we purpose to do. It's not, okay, it's 2 o'clock and you can't finish eating if we had a late lunch. (laughs) Right. But um, I am trying to be intentional in how I spend my time, 
who I'm spending my time with and how, like who is first um, and being intentional that God is first in the morning. I get up, I've been purposing to get up with my husband in the morning, mm. which he's wanted for years. For, we've been married for 14 years now. And for I don't know how many years he's wanted that. And I won, I think we were married for about 12, 10 to 12 years. And I got really upset. And I just said, do you know what you're asking of me? This is a miracle to happen for me to get up because it's like 19 years worth of not being a morning person to then change and be up in the morning just seem like an impossible thing. Well, nothing is impossible with God, right? <laughs> so as if God was like, yep, try me. I can help you, you know? <laughs> and he has, he really has been helping me. Um, and it is a choice. It's a choice for me to die to myself and to say, Lord, help me to get up this morning with my husband so we can have that time to look up the verse of the day or just pray together. And I don't like to say just pray, but yeah, pray together and not mm -hmm. have like a big Bible study per se, you know, but it's, that's been good. And it's not absolutely every morning, but Monday through Thursday, I purpose to wake up with him and then spend time with the Lord after he goes to work. However, that may look at me some mornings like this morning look like me laying on the couch with my son because he woke up from a bad dream and snuggling with him and praying, you know, and it may not always be me opening my Bible and reading in the word right sure. away. That may happen later in the day and it may not happen at all that day. Um, but then after that, during quiet time around two o'clock, I try to purpose to take time with my oldest child. And as the oldest child, I don't know if you can relate, um, to sometimes feeling like not that you're second best, but always kind of put to the wayside. Mm -hmm. Um, cause the younger ones need attention and time right? more so as each you have more kids. <laughs> and so just trying to be intentional of giving her time one-on-one -on -one time too. That's cool. So yeah, I try to do that before social media time. Yeah. And that's why I say 3.30. Sorry, it took me so long to get to that. No, that, that's <laughs> great. I like, I think it's, it's interesting to hear just how different people's days look and even for, for ideas and like, oh, oh, I could do, I could do that too. I have done that at different times too, like not until a certain time or that kind of thing. And I think that's really smart. I think that's, I think it's good. If you were going to write a book, what would you call it and why? So, um, I think I would call it the name of our social media, mm -hmm. um, hope filled journey. And that has changed over the years too. At one point it was joy at homemaking mm -hmm. and part of me wanted to use a little bit of a different name but all those names were used or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah so I had to find something else and um came up with that and at that season of life when Emma was super little um it was just trying like in my heart I just felt like there can be joy at home you know as moms or women at home you know there can be joy and how can that look like, you know? And so, and just trying to find the good in mm -hmm. every day, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so after that, it was kind of going to a season of life where my husband was getting into um, guiding with, um, he hunts. So taking people out for a hunt may it be running coyotes or bobcats or turkey hunting he enjoys um, goose hunting 
anything hunting fishing trapping he loves it all so it's not just in the fall season for my husband it's like all year long there's always something something. to do (laughs) and that's fine I enjoy that I enjoy that he enjoys something like that rather than other things he could be involved in that I wish he wouldn't so yeah I I'm thankful for that so then it became hope-filled journey Actually, yes, or with that, it became Wilderness Zare Family. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and so we had plans and he even like got um, video equipment and everything and all of that to use for guiding and GoPros and all these things and never once even used them oh really (laughs) so we as a family have been talking Eli really loves to use the camera and he does a pretty good job so um we've been talking about do we how how is that gonna look you know um do we do anything with them for hopeful journey Mm -hmm. because our name changed to that and I can explain a little bit on that too um, or is that not where God had, you know, where he would want right. us to, yeah. How in depth is this supposed to be or look, or is it just community or yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause again, I just want it to be more about Christ, but the community thing comes in when I share things on gardening and right. Of course. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing probably but right right yeah I think God puts those desires in our hearts or like even those ideas like those are ideas are yours and and God knows your heart Mm -hmm. so I don't think he would lead you to something like I don't know sometimes I feel like I'm this way too like I question things because I so desire to glorify God in everything I do Mm -hmm. but then I'm hesitant to walk into things because like what if this isn't what he has for me? <laughs> Where I don't know, I feel like God is showing me that, like, just keep going. Just keep doing the next thing. And and he'll show us. Like, if something's a little bit too much or something's not healthy for our family, mm-hmm. I feel like God knows our hearts and knows, like, just keep doing what you're doing and keep taking the next step further mm-hmm. in. And and I think it's it'll be more clear when it's something we're not supposed to do mm-hmm. than... You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not like, yes, this is what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. Right. Sometimes it's just, just keep going and, and he'll, he'll lead us kind of in another direction. Exactly. And it'll be clear. Yeah. It yeah. won't be where we're questioning that. Yeah. We recently have had um, a pretty big decision in our life and we didn't get a clear, like, this is what you're supposed to do, but we... We just did. We just took the next step and then the next step and then the next step. And at this point, like we're doing what we think is the right thing and he hasn't closed the door yet. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's good. And I think like he can be trusted. We can trust that he is working on our behalf and that he works, he works in things. Mm -hmm. And even like we were mentioning earlier, when there is regret, when we, when we made a choice that maybe we wish we didn't or for for whatever reason that's what we did he we can trust him then too we don't right. have to mm-hmm. you know beat ourselves up or be like okay well now i have to pay because of this or right. that yeah like you said rachel like his grace right. is sufficient and that's right. and that's he's amazing. big enough to use those missteps like yeah. he'll use those in like mm-hmm. such god honoring ways where Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes we can be fearful, and so then we just stay in the same place. And sometimes we're missing opportunities mm-hmm. where we just have to take that next step. And mm-hmm. like yeah. on my way here, <laughs> I was like, okay, it's the first road I think it was past Whitaker, and then before Liberty, and then I was like, wait, mm-hmm. and I started going down cemetery or something Mm -hmm. and it was if an angel or Jesus took the wheel literally (laughs) and my arms went nope and then I was like no joke it was so weird 
But oh, so me, I was just like, oh, you know, and then I was like, oh, that's the road. <laughs> Do you know that's what great. intersection I'm talking about? I up think there? so. Is it to turn on to Alger? Is that what you're... So I went on Madison, I think, first. Oh. And then it went around the circle, and yeah. then it's Liberty and Cemetery or whatever, this mm-hmm. way. Okay. And then Alger is, like, the next. And yeah. I was going to keep going across, and I was like, wait, no. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, That's it was kind of cool. Like, Jesus was like, nope, you want to go this, this way. way. <laughs> He's done that before. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Well, before we ask you our last question, will you finish telling us about when you became when your name became hope-filled journey and how the lord brought you to that well um i'm trying to think too was it no it was a couple summers ago i was trying to think whether it was last fall or not and we were on a family vacation for whatever reason but the holy spirit (laughs) I just, in my heart, wasn't sure that it was Wilderness Air Family anymore. <laughs> Partly being that he wasn't going down that road anymore of guiding business and things. And the other part was like, who am I? Who are we? Who, what do we stand for? What do we look like now? And what do we want to represent? So I was coming, trying to use that for guidelines of how to name us. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't specifically remember exactly, except that hope-filled journey came to mind. Or maybe it was hope-filled, and then it was like, well, life is a journey. Mm-hmm. And I was thankful that that name wasn't taken. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> so, um, I named it Hopeful Journey and just purposed to use our ups and downs and my story um, of being free from self harm back when I was in high school as a testimony. At some point, I didn't start with it when I changed our name right away on YouTube. I hadn't been a part of Instagram yet, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to share that again, not for my glory or anything, just that I was free, you know, it's just that he had freed me from that mm-hmm. and in hopes that it could encourage someone else who is in walking in that path of self-harm and that there can be freedom because as someone who is self-harming, it feels like you may be there forever. (laughs) Like you may always be needing to self-harm that you're never going to get out of this. And you know, um, those never thoughts, like you're never good enough. You're never going to get out of this. You're never, you know, gonna measure up and yeah so I just really wanted to encourage people out there that there is freedom and true freedom like to never have to do it again and that his grace is sufficient to be able to help you out of that circumstance well it was kind of another, like, a deep, dark secret, too, that, yeah, sometimes still, I'm like, oh, should I, should I remove that video? Like, should right. I put it on private? What if my kids were to hear it, you know, like, in hopes that maybe they won't ever hear it until they're adults or, you know, not wanting to give them ideas, but at the same time, I don't think that's what my testimony shared really I think it more focuses on the freedom that God gave me Mm -hmm. from it and I hope that it does yeah I'm sure I like I don't think that the Lord would give you that story and and give you allow you to share it with other people and not 
use it for his good and use it to like help other people instead of giving other people ideas. Like I think that, I think that he'll use it for, for good. Yeah. All right. So we ask all of our guests, what's good about today? So what's good about today for you? I think for me today is health, just the thankfulness for health and to not take it for granted. And um, I'm thankful that our family, even though we (laughs) have been sick with uh, flu-like symptoms, my children, my husband and I have been fine that the Lord restores health Mm -hmm. and um, he is a God of restoration and safety and we can run to him. Yes. It's good. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for coming and talking with us and sharing with us and being encouraging. It was really nice to have you. It was nice to be with you ladies. (laughs) 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 Anything else anyone wants to say? All right. I think we're good. Okay. Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>